Welcome and thank you for joining us today for another episode of the JN Irrigation Training Series. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is uh, Jane Unity Water Management uh, Software. Uh, you can see the, uh, uh, the information about it above my head here. Now, I say this is one of my favorite because it's a product that I use every day as a water manager. It makes my job a lot easier. And most importantly, it really helps me save water for customers uh, and water for myself. And the thing about this software is um, it's, it's, um, it's very uh, specific. And what I mean by that is uh, Jane Unity software will set your irrigation schedule for you based on scientific calculations, right? You put in the parameters of what you wanna do or what your landscape characteristics are. Is there a slope? what you've planted, how it waters, and a scientific uh, uh, schedule, a scientifically calculated schedule is generated from that. Uh, it then monitors 17 factors of the weather and adjusts daily. Uh, it also measures things like rain and adds rain to the amount of uh, supplemental water uh, uh, that, that goes down. So it'd be actually a subtraction. Uh, these are things that no other software has done. It forecasts ahead the weather, and uh, adjust schedules based on uh, predictive analytics of what's going to happen in the future. Very, very sophisticated and uh, very usable at the same time. But oftentimes when I look at complex things like that, I start to think about sports, right? And I, I love the, the, uh, the analogy back to basketball, right? 10 players on a court, they've got all sorts of plays, different things to do, a lot of freestyle, uh, the main objective, though, is to get that ball into that hoop. And I like to break water management down to that, too, right? Because really, one of the basics of irrigation is what is ET? You know, basically, how much water do we have to replenish in our landscape? And then how much time do we have to run our irrigation to do that? So something that is very has multiple steps is broken down to that. And today, we're going to be talking about two reports. One is the landscape report, and the other is the over and under report. And these really help us get to, in just a click of a mouse, figuring out how we're doing in uh, the very basic of, are you supplying the right amount of water to what your landscape actually needs? And uh, so taking us on this journey today is uh, DJ Caldwell. DJ is a regional sales manager in the Rockies and in Texas. Now, DJ has been around at uh, ET Water since 2016. If you've worked with DJ, you know, number one, um, the first thing that I, I think about when I think about DJ is customer service. He services his customers. If you have questions, if you need help, if you uh, need somebody to come out and do an evaluation, call DJ. He's going to be there for you. He's going to return that call if he doesn't get it on the first ring. Uh, these are all the things that uh, I think about with DJ and his customer service side. But the other thing about DJ is I know that he is very knowledgeable about water management. He really understands water management. I know all the contractors and property managers and homeowners he's working with get the benefit of that. So uh, anyway, DJ, thank you uh, for joining us and, uh, and uh, helping us uh, simplify water management a little bit today. Thanks for having me, Richard. 
Yeah, so DJ, um, you know, we're looking at uh, almost August 1st now. We're a couple months uh, into the summer or three months into the summer, really. Uh, how's it been? I know you guys are experiencing a drought. How, how's the season going for you? You know, we've definitely been been seeing drought-like conditions uh, pretty much all summer. Uh, we got a late snowstorm in, in May, but really since then, uh, up until about, uh, oh, I'd say a week ago uh, in the front range of Colorado, we really haven't seen any help from Mother Nature in the form of rainfall. Um, you know, I want to say it was back in in May, late May, we were actually seeing ET values of like 0.33 inches per day, which out here is pretty much unheard of that early in the season. So the drought is definitely, definitely here. Um, you know, we're getting a little reprieve right now. So hopefully that continues for everyone. Yeah, well, I also think about too how uh, you guys had those uh, monster windstorms in the uh, winter and then the spring, right? You guys were getting 70, 75 mile an hour winds fairly consistently. I think that just dried everything out, I imagine. Yeah, it really did. I mean, it was, oh, I'd say three, four months straight of, of just what around here we would call Wyoming wind. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really sucked everything out and you know, really, when we started the irrigation season, we were already behind the eight ball. Yeah. Well, what's super great is that we do have technology that can help us, right, battle the drought, battle these conditions, and uh, and help improve a uh, bad water situation. So I'm really interested to uh, getting into these two reports. So uh, let's uh, let's get started. Definitely. So really, today. Um, you know, really what I what I really want to get focused on is, you know, the two reports, the landscape report, as well as the over under report, um, really want to make sure everyone understands where you can find these, um, you know, what information do they provide and, you know, how can they help you in, in managing your, your water on a, a daily, weekly or even monthly basis uh, to make sure that you're, you're getting the most out of your smart controllers. So which is the first report we're going to look at? Uh, so we're going to look at the landscape report first, um, but really I wanted to show everyone where we find the report. Uh, so when you first log in, you're going to be on your dashboard page. Um, this is the first thing you see. And as you can see right here, dashboard is highlighted. Um, but if you click over onto the reporting tab, it brings you now into uh, all the different reports we can run. Um, as I mentioned, we're really going to be looking at the landscape report as well as the under under or over and under report uh, because those are really the the two newest and you know really can 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 help you you and your your team manage your water. I love that you said under first, right? Under watering, right? This is that's that's the way your mind thinks. I like that, even though it's called the over under report, yeah, under over report, yeah. Makes makes more sense that way to me. Yeah, definitely. I, I like that thought thought process. So first, we're going to go into the landscape report. So if you click into the landscape report, the, the first thing you're going to see is that it says no data. Um, really, the main, the main thing here is, you know, not, not to freak out that the, the report's broken. Um, it's all because we haven't selected our, our parameters here yet. Um, so over on the right side of the screen, you can see all the different sites that I have listed. Uh, so for this one, for this example, we're going to go ahead and look at uh, the controller I have at my house. So I would click on the, the site name Caldwell Residence as well as my controller. And now we can see all of the data for my 11 zones that we have 
um, on this controller. Uh, if we look at just the backup DJ, I'm sorry to interrupt, but so if I was a account manager for a contractor, what I'd be seeing on the right hand side is all the controllers I manage, right? All my different sites, and I could just click through and find each one specifically. Correct. Yes. So this list here on the right is going to match the the list of controllers that are on your dashboard. So everything that you have access to manage. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks. So really, when we look at this report, um, it's going to give us the the controller name, the you know station name, station number, but it's also going to give us the the pertinent uh, information that is used when you are setting up or programming your your ET Water Smart controller, you know, with the the plant material, the the, the type of irrigation, um, and in a little bit, I'll show you where we pull a little bit more information. But but root depth is also very important. Um, one of the reasons I really like this report is it can help catch any discrepancies. Um, so if you look down here on my station nine here, the, the name is drip strawberries. Um, however, the plant material selected is flowers or bedding. So right there, I know that this spring, my wife and I changed over from a flower bed and we, we planted strawberries. So I know now that that oops, I made a mistake. I didn't make this change, so I need to go go back in and and change this so that way the the system is providing water uh, in the best manner possible to the actual plant material. Because um, if we're watering strawberries as flowers, you know we're probably going to be overwatering that that material instead of letting it letting it run what it what it's supposed to um, per the calculations. Yeah, so what an easy way to see this, right? One page, I'm looking at 11 stations and I can quickly go through uh, and, and make sure that everything is in sync or is correct with what I know the landscape to be. Uh, because this is really the information, DJ, that the, uh, the uh, irrigation schedule is based off of. Correct, yes. So um, a, a perfect example would be the like zone one, a pop-up uh, in my front easement it's a spray head, but let's say I converted that over to drip irrigation, but I didn't change this. It's still going to be watering as if it was a spray head. So we're not going to be putting down the right amount of water for the, the, the irrigation method that is actually being used. So DJ, somebody using a conventional controller, a dumb controller, um, how do they do this? Uh, it, it's really... Um, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, either your your previous knowledge or really kind of a guess, you know, you're just you're just entering in days and, and minutes, whereas, you know, the smart controller, it's looking at the, the true plant material and it's trying to water specifically to that plant material, where if you're on a standard controller, you're just telling it how many minutes to run. And, you know, the controller really doesn't care what it's watering. It's just its main job is just to turn up, turn on a valve and turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like uh, I'll probably get a lot more savings out of uh, uh, using a smart controller, putting in these uh, these variables. Definitely. And uh, another way that you can, you know, as I, I tell all my customers, you know, eke out a, a few more uh, or a little bit more of savings is by, you know, changing your water budget. I mean, if you look here, my first uh, five zones are all at 80 percent water budget. Um, you know, it's not that the, the controller is calculating it out wrong, wrong. It's that, you know, I found that that tipping point in my landscape, I see it every single day. So I can really micromanage it a little bit better 
but it really gives me a, a good point of, of where I need to go. If I drop any of those first five zones down to, let's say, 75%, I'm going to see my turf flash in just a couple days um, because it, it's really not, you know, you know, we're, we're not getting the, the right amount of water. And so this is what I would consider one of the, those fine tuning points that, that you can do over the first, you know, two to three months of installing a controller or if you don't want to do it when you first install it, really let it, uh, you know, when you start the next season, you can start a little bit lower on your water budget and really kind of watch it and see, how, see what it does. Yeah, I really like that you mentioned that, right? You could just set it and forget it, and that'd be fine. But you can also be active in the management and uh, and do an even better job, right? In fact, you know, earn, earn your keep as a water manager. So, um, yeah, so I, I see we've got a few questions coming in, and I just wanted to remind everybody that we do have the Q&A and the chat open. So if you want to ask some questions, uh, put them in the uh, Q&A and any comments in the chat, and I'll make sure uh, DJ gets those. Perfect. So, so the uh, next DJ, thing I want to talk about, with, we, we did yeah, have one question coming. I, I wanted to get this. I think it's a good time to ask this question. And are you able to adjust the values directly from the report? So could you change something that you see in the report on, on the report? No, you are not. Um, you would need to go into your dashboard and then click into your specific controller or site that you're looking at uh, to, to make those changes. Yeah. So, okay. And then I see you can also just download this report or uh, share it with other people. Correct. Yeah. So we have a couple different uh, ways you can download it. The first is this download report, uh, which I really like because it gives it a very nice, clean, you know, printable PDF um, that, you know, any water manager would be able to print off and hand to their irrigation text when they're, you know, I recommend it anytime that you're doing an irrigation startup or, you know, things slow down in the middle of summer, you know, when they're doing their, their wet check, they can run around and they can make sure that all of these, uh, you know, settings are actually right. Um, you know, I find this really important, really, like I said, starting in the spring, or if you're a contractor that's taking over a new site and you don't know how it's programmed, you really want to make sure that, that all this information is accurate in the controller so you can start off on the right foot. Yeah, no, it's a great check and balance, I think. Um, definitely uh, worth the time to click a couple times and, uh, and see it. Definitely. And I, I really like also if you um, go back to the to the report, we have this this other download uh, CSV option, and that takes you into a an Excel format, uh, which I, I like this. I think it's, uh, you know, it looks a little jumbled right here, but it does give you a few extra few extra things to look at, like your soil type, your your slope, as well as your sun exposure, uh, which all those can can be important as well. So uh, someone that, that's really wanting to make sure all the settings are correct. Uh, you know, you could you could take it into this Excel and clean it up a little bit and then print it directly from here to, uh, to hand off to the guys. Wow, that's really uh, uh, nice to be able to see that in one shot. And uh, I love the fact that you could uh, you could print it out. You could email it. You know, if you've got crews, then don't report to the office. You could uh, email it to them. They get it on their phone. They can uh, they can start taking action right away. Definitely. It, it's a it, it's a great tool to have. It, it's something I'm I'm really excited that we added because um, I think I think it brings a, a lot of depth to the to, to the platform. Um, and like you said, kind of checks and balances as well. All right. Very nice. I can see how that's a big time saver for people. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's really beneficial, like I said, especially if you take over new sites or just want to verify everything to start the season. Um, you know, it, it's really helpful. I know a lot of my customers really like having that. Okay, so now we're going to look at the over and under report. My uh, my equivalent of uh, this ball in that basket. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be the same thing. I mean, you're really going to want to click on the uh, over under report. Again, you're going to see no data. Uh, once again, that's because we haven't selected any you know any time frame down at the bottom or the controller. So once again, we'll go ahead and click on on my controller at my house. Um, so once this report generates, you know, it gives you a lot of very good information. Um, you know, your, your total ET value over the last, in this uh, option, I have the last 30 days. So 7.4 inches, it's going to give you the total amount of rainfall, um, average irrigations per station, as well as percentage to plant water requirement. So this is a report, this specific report at my house looks very scary because we are at 178% of the plant requirement on um, and also, if you look, we really want to look at the orange, which is the ET values per day. And then the blue is what we're applying. Um, so really, you know, in, in all honesty, you don't want to see these that much higher than what the ET value is. Um, I know why the reason is, but I'll, I'll kind of step you through as to as to why we're, we're looking at it this way. Yeah, I was going to say, DJ, when I first looked at this slide, I went, uh-oh, uh, DJ is not doing it. You know, this is the uh, cobbler's uh, kids have no shoes. He's not paying attention here. But uh, but uh, love, love to hear what you would do if you saw this type of chart and how you would analyze this. Yeah, definitely. So once we're on this report, if we scroll down, and I'm going to just say right now, these are all screenshots. So you, you aren't seeing a live version. So just, just know that they are screenshots and the reports can take a little bit longer to load than what, what it looks like right now. <laughs> so if we do scroll down, uh, we see that we have these four options of ways to look at, at all the information under the report. Uh, so right now, I'm just going to keep it under total. And so I see the, the site, it gives me the plant requirement, what I've actually irrigated, and then how much I'm over or under the the total plant requirement. Um, if we take this little drop down menu right here, it brings us down and it shows us what every single zone is watering on the system. So as I'm looking at this report, I can look at zones one through eight. They're all an inch or two inches below what the you know the ET the plant water requirement that was calculated actually is, and that goes back to the the percentages that I have set where 80 or 90% um, under my water budget, that's really what we're seeing right here when it, you know, when we get these red numbers. Is that what, uh, what people, really gets scary is... I'm sorry, is that what people, uh, when they refer to deficit irrigation, is that what they're talking about? Uh, in, in a sense, yes. Um, you know, I know at, on, on my specific landscape that I am... Technically, I'm falling into deficit, but the the plant material is able to stay healthy in in this manner. Um, if I started dropping down, you know, into that where I mentioned the 75% where the turf flashes, that's really truly getting into deficit watering because I'm not able to apply enough water to actually um, keep the plant material healthy. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. So, what about these overwater zones? Yep. So if you look down at zones nine through 11, you can see that they are all much higher than what the, the plant requirement is. Uh, 
you know, if we looked at, at zone nine and said strawberries, and we, since we looked at the, the landscape report, we know that that's watering as flowers. So, you know, that would be one of the first things I would look at is, you know, is, the, is all that information correct? Um, but in all reality, uh, all three of these zones are currently watering on establishment schedules. Um, they're all fairly new, new, new planters of flowers and my vegetable garden. Um, and then the, the strawberries, as I mentioned, we just planted them, oh, about a month ago. Uh, so we're, we're watching those to make sure that they get established before we, we turn them around and put them back on full ET. Yeah, so what is the establishment schedule again, uh, DJ? What does that mean? So the establishment schedule is, uh, it's, it's for new, new planted material. So turf, or in this case, flowers or strawberries, uh, where you're, you're putting it on a special schedule. So you are telling the controller how many minutes you want it to water and at what time. And it's going to run that every single day to help, you know, really establish the, a healthy root zone of that plant material. Um, you know, really, if you're looking at turf this time of year in Colorado, you're looking at three weeks of running full establishment uh, and some of different plants, it does take a little bit longer to actually get that, that root zone established in that, you know, in that, that wetter soil. So DJ, I, uh, you know, I've got a lot of things to remember these days and I don't remember as well as I used to. So, uh, do I have to remember to go back and take something off a zone off of an establishment schedule or do I, and, or would I just keep wasting water for the whole year? Uh, so potentially, um, we have the option to set where you can, the establishment schedule will automatically end on a preset date that you enter in, um, or you can let it be so it runs uh, indefinitely until you go in and shut it off. So yeah. we give you the, the option to, to do both. Yeah, I love that option to uh, put an end date to it because, again, with a conventional controller, I have to drive out to the controller, set it, and then drive back in a couple weeks to change it again, where if I can just set it automatically, then A, I don't have to remember it. I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, did I change that? And uh, two, I, I save the uh, labor in having to uh, to do that. So I, I love that feature. Definitely. Yeah, it, it's great, especially, you know, uh, landscape contractors that are already running hundred miles an hour, you know, that's one less thing, as you mentioned, that, that they don't have to worry about, that they can just, you know, let it turn off and go back to its normal schedule on a, on a set date. And they could even go back in and extend it if they needed uh, extra time. Yeah. Yeah. Great point on that too. So now that we, you know, really dialed in and see what the, that these three zones are really skewing my, my report numbers, um, you know, it'd be up to the up, up to each individual user of, of how you wanted to do it. I know that on these three, I'm going to let them run establishment for I think it's another four days before I actually pull them off, uh, or where that they're set to pull off. But um, you know, I since I know that that you know, I would say I don't have to take any action. Uh, if you weren't sure what what this needed to be, you know, that's where you need to dive in zone by zone to really figure out you know, why these numbers are so much higher than, than what, you know, we would want to see right at zero or technically under um, the plant requirement number. And then, as I mentioned across the top here, uh, we give you the total and then three other ways to look at this. So um, I find this really beneficial. Um, you know, if you click on this sites, uh, it's going to give you a, a summary of the, of the site. So right now, this example, I only have one controller on the site. But if I had 25 or 50 controllers, 
it would give me a synopsis of what all of those controllers are doing on each given day uh, within my 30-day time frame that I have here. And then same thing if I clicked over onto the controllers, it would break down smart controller one, smart controller two, three, it would go down the list and it would show us what they're doing on each given day. So we could really pick out and choose which ones are, you know, maybe causing problems, which I actually have an example of that um, coming up here in a couple slides. Um, and then finally, we have the stations where you can really see, you know, how each station is watering on any given day. Um, you can see on June 25th, you know, my first three zones, they ran um, basically with a 0% over under, so we'd call that good. The next, let's see, six zones, they didn't run at all, so we were actually able to save a decent amount of water um, on those days. And then we get into my establishment schedule zones, so those are, you know, adding to our, our totals of, of being over um, at 178% of the, the plant material. So DJ, we've got another question coming in, and um, uh, the question is this: Does you do do you always see the same date range, or can you adjust this uh, to six months, one month, one week? So when you click into the into the report, it's automatically going to be selected on uh, the the last thirty days. But you can go in, you can select uh, month to date, you can select year to date, or you can go in and you can select your uh, you know, custom, you know, custom numbers. So if you wanted to see what you were doing last month versus this month, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you could set those, those dates up to, to look at all of June and then look at all of July at the end of it and really kind of compare it and see, see the differences. Yeah, that's really nice to have those options. It's a, it truly is a, a customizable report like the majority of the others that, that we do have in, in the system as well. Yeah. So then I want to take you to a report that looks much, much better than what my house actually looks like. So this site, this is a, a site here in Colorado. Um, they have, I believe it's 25 controllers on the site. So we really see that you know, most days were, you know, on some days we're really close. A lot of days were, were significantly under what the, what the ET is on that given day. Um, so, you know, I would call this a, an, an absolute winner on, on water consumption um, because I've been to the site recently and it, it, it does look, it looks really good. Um, and everything is, 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 is still green and running properly. And they were able to get these results by using the water budget by by taking it down slowly, you know, five percent at a time until they hit their their threshold and then bumping it back up. Um, so that way, they're they're really eking out every single uh, ounce of savings that they can get. Um, but on this controller, I just out, out of curiosity, I wanted to take a look, so I went ahead and scrolled down. I can see the total number of plant requirement. Again, it's this is a very high number compared to what I had at my house because they do have 25 controllers on the site. Um, and you can see the significant amount of savings that they've had um, in inches. But then I do want to dive down a little bit further and I wanted to see what each controller is doing uh, in, in, in reference to, to what it's going. So like if we look at this Buffalo NP, um, there's been zero irrigation. Um, that controller, it, it is a, uh, 
it's a native only, so it doesn't get watered um, all the time. There's only certain times of the year it gets watered. Um, but then I start going down and I, I'm seeing red all the way through. And then all of a sudden I get to this, this green. So all of a sudden we have one controller that is, that is overwatering. And, you know, I, when I was putting this together, I wanted to look at it and I, I really wanted to dive in and find out, well, what's going on with this specific one. So I'm able to use this drop down arrow and drop down and I'm able to see on a zone by zone basis where we're at. So the first thing I noticed is zones one, three, and four, they're, they're in green. They're using more water than the plant requirement, but yet everything else is, is under. So I wanted to dive in and figure out a little bit more as to why. Um, so basically what I did is I went into the dashboard and I pulled up the, the controller itself and I, <laughs> excuse me, I started digging through and I clicked into the establishment schedule and you can see that those three zones are on establishment schedule, very similar to what I have at my house, um, but that are, are skewing those numbers. So even though it's green and it's, uh, you know, it, it's over what the what the report is reporting it should be, it's actually okay because we we have an explanation as to why there, there's nothing really, um, you know, out there that, that we don't know. So it's a very good tool to, to really keep all the controllers under your management, you know, you know, really uh, at bay, you know, making sure you know what's going on so that way you don't have anything, you know, out there ju just overwatering that, that, you know, definitely doesn't need to be. Uh, that's really amazing, DJ, because I'm thinking about 25 controllers. So we saw the total amount of use, but then we can break it down by controller and then not just by controller, but every station of that controller. I think I could spend a week out there trying to figure this out and not ever figure it out, right? This is an amazing amount of power at your fingertips in just a few clicks of a mouse. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I use this report a lot if I get, you know, customers that call and say, hey, we're, you know, our water bill's too high or, hey, our, our landscape doesn't look that good. Um, you know, th these are reports that I that I would pull up and you know, 90% of the time when I get a call that water's too high, it, it's something like this that's on establishment schedule, or we have a fixed schedule that someone put in and forgot about, um, you know, the really, it's, it's pretty easy once you, once you dive down through the, the different levels of the report to really figure out what's causing it and, and where, you know, if you can figure out the, either the controller and or the station, you know, you're able to go do a lot more pointed research instead of looking uh, kind of through everything as a whole. Yeah. So we do have a question coming in, DJ, and uh, the question is this. Uh, if these are customer-owned controllers, how do you have a, a view of these? Um, you know, can multiple people see what's going on? So, yeah. So um, multiple people can have access. I want to say it's it's a ridiculous number, like 100 different people can have access. I don't, don't think I've ever seen anything more than about 10, uh, but we do have different levels of access. So uh, the landscape contractor can have can have access to it that we would call an account manager so they can make all their changes and everything else. But you could also give access to the the property manager or the the landscape committee. Uh, so that way they can log in and they can pull these reports. They can see everything. Uh, but, you know, we would put them as a reporter or view only. So that way, you know, no changes can be made to those specific sites. Yeah. So, uh, DJ, if I had 100 people on. 
or one on, I mean, does the price change that service 239, that service fee, uh, annual service fee? Does it charge if I put more people on? No, it does not. It stay, it stays right there at 239. Um, that's just one of the, those features that uh, you know, we have because we want to make sure that if you have irrigation text, or as I mentioned, the, the landscape committee that wants access that, you know, your, your text can access it, you can access it. And then you can, uh, you know, let the board members or anybody else have access that, that wants to really look at this. And, you know, there's a lot of very good information that, you know, is very beneficial to, to different, different people in different organizations. Yeah. Wow. That's fabulous. So, and with that, it's uh, kind of a, a, a quick version of, of how the report actually works. Um, definitely, if anybody has any questions or anything, um, all of my contact information is up on the screen. Please feel free to reach out to me. Um, and, you know, we'll definitely uh, work, work through some of these reports with you and make sure you have the information that you need. Yeah, DJ, I love it when you take something uh, and make it so simple for us. Right, a couple of clicks of the mouse, and you can get a summary of what's happening on your property. Each controller, each station. Wow, uh, this makes my job so much easier, and uh, a lot of other people's jobs uh, easier. So, thank you for that. Uh, this is really a generous offer to uh, have access to DJ. Uh, use his phone number. Use his email. I know he loves it, and uh, it's uh, it'll save you a lot of time, uh, money, and trouble as well. He's uh, very quick to uh, assess these situations or help teach you how to assess these situations so you can do it for yourself. So again, DJ, great job. Thanks very much. Uh, thank you to everybody who joined us today. Really appreciate that. As you know, you can see all our trainings at janesusa.com forward slash trainings or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You know, I love the fact that people are out there in their workday, listening, educating themselves on water management, helps get me up every day and uh, and keep me motivated. So uh, anyway, thanks again, DJ. Thanks to everybody. Uh, appreciate uh, the great questions today as well. And uh, we will uh, we will see you all next week. Thank you.